dumb comments on my viral weapon detector video. They don't get much dumber than this. Self-defense, self-awareness, self-development. This is the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Hello and welcome to the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. The Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore is a production of philelmore.com and themartialist.net. Visit me at linktree slash philelmore to get all my links to all my podcasts and YouTube channels, including this channel and my uh, Surviving the News news commentary channel. Go, go to linktree slash philelmore and follow the links and do the stuff. Please. This is a special edition of the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. It's not what I would consider a regular episode. This is commentary on, commentary on my video. (laughs) Meaning, I had a viral video on TikTok, of all things. And by viral, I don't mean millions of views. Viral for me. So, a couple of hundred thousand views so far. All of a sudden, my channel went from being completely unknown and unviewed to I actually am getting comments from strangers, which is what it means to go viral. But uh, as anyone who's ever looked at the the comments section of any YouTube video can tell you, nothing will destroy your faith in human beings faster than the opinions of the general public. So my viral video has a bunch of comments on it, hundreds, hundreds of comments, so much so that I can't keep up with them. And uh, I've given up on trying to keep up with the people following me too. I've now got a couple of thousand TikTok followers. The thing with TikTok followers is I had plenty of followers before compared to the number of human beings who actually cared because there's all these fake accounts, bot accounts on TikTok. It's a big problem. How do I know they're bot accounts? Because half-naked women don't follow me on social media. Those aren't real. You know, I'm not dumb enough to think that these people are following me because they're just so attracted to all this. So I did I did experience a certain amount of viral success, though, and the video, for whatever luck of the draw, really hit. Um, I did a full version of that video here on my uh, Martialist YouTube channel. Um, and if you're listening to this in podcast form, just go to its linktr.ee slash philelmore, linktree slash philelmore, and that'll take you over to the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore's YouTube channel. It's The Martialist. And uh, you can see the full video there, the full commentary. And I think I also uploaded the short that I did because TikTok is all short format stuff. It's it's very hard to get a lot of substance into 60 seconds, 90 seconds, three minutes, whatever it is. And even when scrolling through this sort of uh, engine of addiction that is TikTok. That's what it's designed to do. I've noticed that if a video goes on for more than a minute, I'm just like, oh my gosh, make your point. It just feels like it takes forever. So uh, when when you go to my TikTok channel, which is just Phil Elmore, the, one of the pinned videos right now, and that may change by the time you listen to this because the online world is like the fairy realm and time moves faster there. Uh, you know, this is a week is an eternity online. And so right now, at the, as of this second, that that's a pinned video on my TikTok account. If the U.S. government doesn't ban TikTok, I feel there's a lot of how do you do, fellow kids, when, when you're on TikTok. I feel like it's not a place for, you know, old, old people like me. If, if you're if you're like me and you look like Santa when you let your beard grow. I I have plans for that too. I am going to let my beard grow to Santa length the way I did last year. And if you've seen some of my older social media posts from the fall, uh, you know that I had a gigantic ZZ Top 
Santa Claus beard. And uh, I'm going to let that grow, and then I'm just going to start rating all the half-naked women that post on TikTok and be like, oh, definitely naughty. And I figure that'll really bring in the social media followers. That's, uh, I feel like that's a solid social media marketing plan. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so I had this, this video go viral, and the video was specifically about my experience at the New York State Fair. Um, they have introduced new weapon detecting technology at the fair that uses light emission technology rather than metal detecting technology, whatever the difference is there, so that you can walk through these gates with metal on you and as long as the objects that they're imaging don't correspond to a handgun or a folding knife or a dagger or something, then you're free to go. The, the idea is to increase the throughput, get more people moving through the, the gates with less stopping and less delaying. If you walk through that carrying your bag, there's no need to search your bag. I even offered my bag to be searched the first time, and they're like, no, no, we don't want to. Uh, yeah, the scanner says you're fine. So the, the whole concept is to keep the lines moving. you got a lot of people, and this choke point of security is a problem. Well, I didn't realize this, but they have the same technology at my local baseball game. Uh, years ago, when I first started going to baseball again after a long absence from the park, Previously, there'd been no security. All of a sudden, I start going to baseball games in you know within the last few years. I think the last few times was a couple of years before the pandemic, and all of a sudden there was security. There had never been security before. They were wanding people with those handheld magnetometer wands. That was sloppy, and one guy even admitted that the table sets the thing off. Um, I didn't think anything of it. I just had to you know modify what I was allowed to have on me so that I didn't deal have to deal with security on the way into the baseball park. There have for a long time been people who will exploit the gray area when it comes to private property and security. People who know that they're not breaking the law, but they're breaking the rules of the place where they are in order to stay armed. Now, here in New York, there was a time when non-metallic knives were not illegal. More recently, they became illegal, so that wouldn't be an option. But let's say before the pandemic, it might have been an option to carry a non-metallic knife, something made of G10, something made of carbon fiber, although there's debate about whether that would set off the detector, um, something made of resin even, which I've seen done, and I see resin self-defense knives all over certain Etsy stores because... Um, there are molds for that. These, these resin push daggers that are sold by the companies that do like women's self-defense keychains where you get beads and a fluffy mouse and a, a coubaton and a pepper spray thing and a wallet holder all in the same giant keychain that is completely unwieldy. I, I'm going to talk about that. I've actually ordered one of those from one of those uh, suppliers on Etsy and I'm going to do an episode or more about that. But that's a topic for another day. So... There was a time when you had options, even though there were metal detectors, you could still be armed for self-defense in a public place uh, that is essentially private property, a public place that is private property. Um, and what you were doing was you were violating the rules of the people who owned the joint. So you weren't breaking the law. You wouldn't get arrested, but you would get thrown out and told that you were trespassing for being there if you got caught. There are a lot of armed citizens who will make that exchange. They will say, I will risk getting trespassed, you know, being told don't come back here, because, you know, if you live in a state where, let's say you have a New York State concealed carry permit, if a business posts, like if Buffalo Wild Links posts, We're, this is a gun-free zone, you can't bring your gun in here, but you have a permit from New York State to carry that gun, then you can walk into that Buffalo Wild Wings and let's say your, your gun shows and they see it and they throw you out. 
well, you've, you're told to leave, and if you were to try and come back, you'd be trespassing. But you haven't broken a law. They can't arrest you for ignoring Buffalo Wild Wings' gun-free zone because Buffalo Wild Wings doesn't take precedence over New York state law. Now, New York, in response to its May-issue permitting system being thrown away by the Supreme Court, has decided to pretty much declare almost everywhere to be a sensitive area where you can't have a gun. That's a different matter. But by the old rules, there were still gray areas in which to play. My video about this new weapon detection system, which apparently they're now using at the baseball stadium too, because last time I went to the baseball stadium, I was certain my belt buckle was going to set off the detector, and I noticed they had arches instead of the guys with the wands. Well, I walked through the arch, and I looked back, and I'm like, nothing went off. My belt buckle didn't set it off. That's weird. Well, now I realize they were probably using the same technology rather than the the old metal detection systems, this arch was the evolved system and not something else. I'll have to look out for that the next time I go to a baseball game, although season's pretty much over for me. Um, the, the idea here, though, is where once there were gray areas where I could risk being thrown out and told not to come back, I could still be legally armed for self-defense. When New York State made non-metallic knives illegal, that was pretty much a moot point, but there was still some latitude depending on the tool you were using. Now, with this new system, there's nowhere, there's no gray area anymore. Anything you carry will be detected. And if you have a, a New York State permit and you try to go into the New York State Fair with your legally permitted gun, do you think they're going to let you through? No. If you have a gun, presumably it's legal. They're telling you, we don't want your legal gun in here. That's not what we want. If I have a knife, and that knife is legal in New York State, they're telling me, you can't bring that knife in here. Even though the knife itself is not illegal, it's not welcome here in this venue. There was a guy standing there the second day I went to the fair going, no knives, no guns, no this, no that, uh, presumably no hand grenades. So the whole point of my video was that the game has changed. Where once there was some gray area for law-abiding citizens to play in and stay armed legally, despite the fact that they were in locations that were hostile to their being armed, now that gray area is gone. It's now shrunk by technology to zero. There's no latitude to play in. Um, you are now reduced to certain other improvised weapon strategies. And I said that in my video. It's time to focus on improvised self-defense, meaning what can I find when I get in there that I could use to defend myself? Well, this video hit it big on TikTok. And suddenly I, I got the, my, a tiny, the tiniest taste of what it's like to have a popular channel. I understand why people get addicted to that attention. I also understand how overwhelming it can be because all of a sudden there's more comments than I can keep up with and respond to. There's more follows than I can keep track of. And with TikTok, because so many of those accounts are fake, if I've got 2,000 followers, and I've got more than that now, I have to go through 2,000 names and try to figure out which ones look fake, look like you know scantily clad bots, and, and which ones aren't. So already, I understand how difficult it is when you have a relatively popular channel, and I don't. I have a nothing channel. <laughs> but this sort of brush with the tiniest sliver of online fame uh, was really kind of eye-opening. I did a parody video on what it's like to be an influencer, you know, with my ring light in the frame. The ring light is on and is, watch, I'll show you. Ring light on, ring light off ring light on. Now you can see my skin better. Not that you're earning anything great for your time. Um, so uh, if you're listening on audio, I turned the light on and off and it got darker when I turned the light off. That's how these things work.
so the comments on my video were constant. I mean, when people are leaving hundreds of comments, and they're still doing it, I'm still getting comments on that video, even though that video was from several days ago now. And some of them are really, really dumb. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. Let's talk about some of these dumb comments. Uh, the first one is, the main entrance arches? Cite your source. Show proof, please. And that one threw me. I'm like, proof of what? That the security exists? You can read news articles. They did news articles about the fact that the State Fair had added this technology. That's how I learned what it was. Um, if you don't believe that this happened, okay. I, you know, that's what's funny is I did a couple of videos where there was a couple of creators on TikTok whose videos always struck me as being kind of full of crap. You know, I'm like, this is a made-up story. And I, constantly when I'm scrolling through TikTok, I'll see someone telling a story, and, and I'm like, this is not real. This never happened. Of all the things that never happened, this never happened the most. So I did two videos, and I called out two separate creators and said, this story never happened. One guy was super cool about it, and actually it's a small world because he was aware of who I was and had read my flashlight book. Um, another guy got really, really mad, and uh, he, he demanded to know, like, he seemed to think that I was saying I, he should just be cool with me calling him a liar. And I'm like, well, that's not really my point. My point is that if I tell you that I don't believe your story and your story really happened, what do you care that one guy with a nothing channel doesn't believe you? I'm like, I guess technically, yes, I'm calling you a liar uh, and a BSer, but okay. <laughs> you know, if somebody, I've had people tell me, you don't study martial arts, you don't have any martial arts ranks. And the correct response to that is, okay. Because... If you know that that's not true and there's no danger of people, you know, kind of far and wide across the land believing it, then what difference does it make? Now, it would be different if somebody was making libelous claims like, Phil Elmore murdered a puppy. <laughs> like, I'd have a problem with that. Like, if, if, you know, there might be people who might believe you and I would have an issue with that. And, you know, I've had to deal with that before. I've had to deal with people making up stories about me. And there are legal venues that you go to to get that taken care of right away. Uh, and I've had to do that. Fortunately, I have the advantage of having a very positive relationship with my local police um, who have been to the house once or twice not for anything I did <laughs> there was one time we had a domestic dispute right outside the house and so I had to call the cops and give a statement and I don't know I think I think that was the start of a very positive relationship because they appreciated what we did there and there's been a few other times um, anyway uh, this guy wanted proof and I I don't know I don't know what he wanted. It's a dumb comment. Next dumb comment. It's entirely possible to get around that, meaning it's entirely possible to get around the security system. Well, yes, I suppose it is. No security system is foolproof. But do you know how to fool it? I don't. So the only way to figure out how to fool it would be to try. And the funny thing about trying is that if you try and you're wrong, you just got caught smuggling a weapon into an area where weapons are not supposed to be. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but when you enter the New York State Fair, there's about 50 state police right over there. And uh, that's the last time you want to be breaking the rules is when there are 50 state police available right over there. All somebody would have to do is go, hey, and all those cops would descend on your location. Um, another guy writes, if I can't carry, I'm not going. I carry everywhere. Well, that's very nice. And, and variations on this comment 
Uh, I'm, I'm not going if, they, if I and my weapon are not allowed there. I've heard this comment many times. I've heard this comment from friends of mine who carry concealed, have the good fortune of living in a state where, you know, it's very positive when it comes to gun rights and, you know, it's a shall issue state and they, they've always had a permit or maybe they even live somewhere where they don't need a permit to carry. Constitutional carry, that's called. Um, but And they'll say, well, I'm not traveling anywhere if I can't take my gun. And I'm sorry, but that's not how life works. There are going to be countless times in your life when you have to go places and do things where you can't necessarily be as armed as you'd like. I had to go into the federal building one time to get something from the IRS office. I forget why or what it was I needed. Um, but to do that, I had to go into the federal building. You can't take weapons in there. Um, I've been to court before. You can't take weapons in there. They even take your phone away, or they used to. I don't know what the rule is now so that you wouldn't be taking unsanctioned photos. Um, if you ever want to do anything in life, you may need to travel. If, you, if you've never gone outside your state, you, I guess you could live and die in one state that is positive where gun rights is concerned and never ever have to go anywhere else. But I mean, do you want to live that way? Do you want to live completely limited by the fact that you're no bigger than the size of the gun that you're carrying? That's a, that's a phrase from, I actually learned that from a conversation with Han Solo in the Star Wars comic book. Uh, I originally, uh, I have the complete run of the original Star Wars comics uh, in omnibus versions, not the actual original comics because I'm not insane and I'm not a comic book collector. But I used to subscribe to Star Wars comics when I was a kid and that's where I first encountered this. I collected the collected versions later so I'd have them for reference. Uh, and there was a conversation in one of the later episodes. The art got a little weird and anime-like towards the end of that comic's run. And ironically, they ended the Star Wars comic book series sometime in the 1980s, um, somewhere in, in the vicinity of issue 100-something, I think. And it was because Return of the Jedi had happened, and belief the belief was that interest in Star Wars was waning. Can you believe that? So they ended the comic book, and I actually had money left over on my subscription because there was a time when you could just get this stuff mailed to your door easily and didn't have to go through a comic shop. And uh, I had money left over on my subscription, so I ended up subscribing to G.I. Joe comics. So I also have all of the omnibus editions of the original G.I. Joe comic book from the 1980s as well, which is a nerd thing that you know about me now. But in that Star Wars comic, there was a conversation where I believe it was a flashback where Han was recounting an interaction with a mentor. And the mentor was basically using judo or something on poor Han and, you know, messing him up. And, and Han complained, why do I even need to learn to fight with my hands? And the guy said, because I didn't want you to go through life being no bigger than the size of the blaster you were carrying. And that stuck with me as a kid. That, that meant something. That was deep for me. And I'm sorry, but you don't want to go through life being no bigger than the size of the concealed weapon that you're carrying. That's no way to live. So it's a dumb comment from both sides of the aisle, but mostly from my friends who stay armed and say, I'm not going anywhere where I can't be armed. I'm like, well, you can live that way, but you are cutting out such a huge part of life when you limit yourself in that way. Personally, I don't think that's any way to live. I think you have to be willing to accept risk, and in order to mitigate the risk, then you find other ways. You learn to fight. You learn to do other things to defend yourself. You learn improvised weapons. That's what this was, was all about. Filming this video was not, oh, no, woe is me. We can no longer be armed. It was, hey, you need to be aware that things just got more difficult. And so those of us who want to stay armed and prepared for self-defense need to think outside the box in terms of improvised weaponry.
but you know there's just people who don't get it on both sides um another guy this was a guy who spectacularly did not get it looks like shoulder holsters for me then can't see it if there's no shape and my jacket is lined with a mylar blanket first of all your jacket is not lined with a mylar blanket you're never going to do that second of all if you think for one moment that you can walk through security and they're just going to look at the fact that your jacket glows like a federal agent in the middle of a black light like do you think they're just going to be like nah, he's fine no they're going to want to know what's going on um and shoulder holster eh, that's you know i guess he meant shoulder holster in conjunction with some sort of screening garment but that's not how this technology works now i'm hindered a little bit by the fact that i have only a vague idea of how the technology does work but i believe it's similar to the the screening they do with the tsa where they're looking for density on your body i think that's what the this is like lidar or radar or something like that um another guy writes i think the new york part tells this whole story no no it doesn't you could encounter this type of scanner anywhere I mean, yeah, it's probably more likely that there are no gun, no weapon zones in a state like New York than in a state like Texas, but this could happen anywhere. So thinking you're safe because you live in a different state is the wrong idea. Um, another guy writes, well, I'm sorry, why should I be scared again? Well, I just told you why. There are some people who don't understand that, you know, I'm, tr I'm trying to say that in order for you to be legally armed and in some cases to chart that gray area that I talked about, it's just got a lot harder to do that. Um, another idiot writes, this is great, install these everywhere immediately. Those are the people who clap while Senator Palpatine is taking over the Republic. Those are the people who, they, they just, they love them some statism, man. You know, they're good little sheep. When, it, when the time comes, get in your pod, eat your bugs, you know, they'll obey. Just move to Texas. Okay, I did a whole video on why you can't just move. I mean, yes, you can. You can move. But for one, that's not a solution. For another, if you run your life based on what the politics are, where you are at any given moment, what do you do when the politics change? Are you just going to keep getting up and moving, leaving your house, your job, your family, your friends, every time the political climate isn't to your liking? Uh, that, again, is no way to live. Uh, okay, uh, what about like that folding pocket gun that just looks like a box? Well, I don't know. What do you think is going to happen when the imaging system detects something the size and density of a gun that just happens to be a different shape? Like, I have a feeling they've probably accounted for that in their AI. Just like all these people saying, well, what if you took it apart? Yes, because the machine's probably not programmed to detect a slide and a magazine full of ammo. I mean, you know, it's just, that's not a solution. Um, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. He's going to get in the pod with his box of uh, uh, bug rations next to the other guy. Uh, Major League Baseball has been using Evolve for over a year. So this was the post that made me think, wait, maybe those arches I saw at my baseball stadium were the same thing. Because that's it's minor league baseball, but it's run by the same organization. So, yeah, that's probably the same tech. Um, a lot of people got hung up on the fact that I got through security with a Swiss Army knife. And they're like, but you said this technology detects knives. I'm like, yes, the, te the technology detects knives that are useful as weapons, not, and I'm going to reach into my pocket, which will have no bearing on what you see um, if you're not listening. I mean, if you're listening and you're not watching. But this, <laughs> this tiny Swiss Army knife, the machine does not consider a weapon. Correct. 
But if I had a folding knife or a dagger or something like that, I'm certain it would have noticed. Uh, let's see. Another idiot, uh, 3D printer go burr. No, that's the point. You can't just 3D print something and expect to get through this security because that's not how the technology works. It's not a metal detector, so the plastic part of 3D printing is not going to help you. If you were to 3D print a gun, it would notice that too. Uh, one guy wrote, improvise self-defense like learn how to use your fist and not your gun. Um, this comment was dumb because that's exactly what I said. But also, the second part of it is dumb because it goes without saying that you should learn to be able to fight unarmed if you're concerned about self-defense. Carrying a weapon is the acknowledgement that you are not bigger, stronger, and faster than everyone you meet. It's also the acknowledgement that you might end up facing more than one person. A weapon is a lever. It's a force multiplier. It allows you to do more force with less effort so that you can take on someone who is bigger, stronger, and faster, or you can take on someone who happens to be more numerous. It's the whole point. I'm sorry, I'm getting enraged just reading these again. They're so stupid. Another guy writes, I love it when people tell me that I should be very worried or scared or whatever. No one with a brain needs anyone telling them how they should be. Okay, do you not read the news? <laughs> like, like, just imagine the stupidity of that. You don't need to tell me how I should be. I don't need to listen to information from sources. Like, okay, don't listen. Never take on any input except that which you experience directly. <laughs> that was just kind of staggering. Another guy writes, why would I take a weapon on private property that doesn't allow weapons? Gee, I wonder, is it because maybe I value my life more than the rules of somebody who has arbitrarily decided to take on the liability for transforming this into a gun-free zone? Here's the thing. If it's legal for me to be armed in my state, and I have the legal permit to be armed in my state, if you then take your piece of private property that is open to the public, that's what we'll call it, <clears throat> the state fair is another matter because that's run by the government. But if, if you, let's say you have a store or a shop and you decide to declare it a gun-free zone, you have just created an environment where everyone who decides to come into that establishment with a gun has the reasonable expectation that no one they encounters will be armed and therefore will be able to defend themselves. So you've just put up a sign that says, hey, mass shooting spree killers, come on in. Please feel free to rob me. No one here is allowed to defend themselves. You are, you, as far as I'm concerned, you should have to adopt that liability. If it was up to me, anyone who declared their property a gun-free zone in contravention to state laws that allow someone to be armed, they would therefore adopt voluntarily the legal liability for any violence that occurred uh, and would be you know, liable for the, the damages that anyone experienced because they weren't able to defend themselves. Personally, you know, when, always when it came to private property, like let's say the mall is posted, you can't bring a weapon in here. Well, most legal gun owners who have a permit to carry, their opinion would be, well, don't ask, don't tell. What you don't know won't hurt me. Um, and that's that was exactly the case, um, if I remember correctly, that the Eli Dickin shooting where he shot somebody who was about to go on a spree. That mall had a no weapons policy. He was breaking it by carrying in the mall, but the mall wisely decided not to go, you can't come back here or you're trespassing. <laughs> Because he saved many, many lives by ignoring their dumb policy, their dumb victim-enabling policy. Uh, and then finally, 
This was the last of the comments that I wanted to cover, and it's because I don't understand it. It says, and I quote, Time to focus on open carry and teams of strong, lethal men as friends. I feel like that's two separate things. Um, open carry would obviously not be an option because you would just openly be carrying the thing that they're telling you you can't come in with. Now, as far as having a team of strong, lethal men, I mean, yeah. Who wouldn't want to walk in the company of a team of strong, lethal men? I don't think that's an option for most of us. I mean, maybe there are some rappers with particularly effective entourages who might be able to say otherwise, but mostly I find that comment baffling and sort of representative of the stupidity that was the comments on that viral video. So there you have it. Dumb comments on my viral weapon detector video. I, I hope you've enjoyed this as much as it has made me angry to share it with you. Until next time, I have been Phil Elmore. This has been the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Until next time, pretend I said something cool here. This has been the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Visit us online at linktree slash Elmore.